What's poppin' everybody, how y'all doing? Welcome back to the Swamp Life with yours truly, the one and only, Big Gator, Gator Love, Golden Gator, Spiffy Gator, Turtleneck Gator, Gator Uchiha, aka Mr. Where's My Lighter. And before I even get into anything, I just want to apologize to anyone who listens consistently or anyone who's listened at all because I'm really trying to work on improving and growing and just being genuinely consistent overall especially with my podcast just hitting its one year anniversary what i seem to be struggling with more than anything is the consistency of it delivering each week whether it's me getting sick or life shit getting in the way i just want to apologize to anyone who listens consistently and anyone who actually looks out for an episode each week i apologize and i will do better it's not as easy as it sounds in the beginning it was kind of just whatever i'd forced time for it and that's why i wasn't or that's why in going back some of the episodes even sound rushed or the quality isn't that great to me personally and while i'm happy with some of the growth that is being displayed just off tops like with the intro for example listening to an intro in this episode as opposed to listening in an episode or listening to an intro in the episode from six months ago you can just see the growth but one of the things i'm really looking to do is really take the show to the next level and i know that's going to take me really stepping out of my comfort zone and actually really getting on social media and really engaging with people and really being out there and that's a weird thing for me because i'm genuine definition of introverted like I know everyone tries to claim that they're an introvert or that they're a loner and shit like that but that is really who I am for real so it's definitely gonna take a it's definitely gonna be a big step for me to really be social and really try to grow my platform but this is uh but this is what I want to do with my career nigga so we got to take every step possible to help growth so Fuck with it, and like I said before, tell your mama to tell her sister's kids. And I said it already, but it's crazy that it's actually been a year since I've started my podcast. Or in just missing a couple episodes in the last few weeks. I forgot how therapeutic it feels to do some things that actually bring you happiness and joy and that give you purpose. You know what I mean? Because like I said earlier, this is something I'd like to do with my career, so... Instead of going to work for other people who have policies and guidelines and shit that I don't necessarily believe in, I can work for myself and build the platform that I'm trying to build and build the empire that I want to build. And there's no excuse or there's no reason as to why I can't form it the exact way I want it to form. So in, re- in realizing that, it was just kind of like a damn moment for me, somewhat of an epiphany, I guess you could say, where I'm really looking to grow and make this a platform people come to and look out for shit one of the things that i wanted to start highlighting a bit more were some of the things that are happening locally as opposed to just talking about everything that's being nationally broadcasted that anybody could see on their timeline just some of the stuff that you know if you're in seaside you may have scrolled through it or you may have drove by you may have drove by it already or even if you're not from here because i do have a few people that i i know don't live here that have told me they fuck with the show if they're ever in the area that they could come in and check out or that they're just made aware of and they could check out on social media and whatnot. And one of the first things that I wanted to highlight and really broadcast that or one that I really wanted to highlight and touch on that I think is super dope is some of the OGs opening up a new barbershop on Broadway. Uh, we got Oski, George 
and EJ opened it up, Side Effects. The address is gonna be 630 Broadway Avenue. I mean, if you're familiar with Seaside at all, you know that that's a little past Jack in the Box, just towards the bottom of Broadway. And I mean, if you're not familiar with Seaside at all, I just provided the address, so look that shit up. I was on the phone with George last week trying to get an exclusive from him, like a release date or something like that. But if you follow the page, you already see they're doing their own, uh, they're already planning their own release of content. Um, they just had the first week of construction. It seems like it's going to be a really cool place. It's going to be a barbershop and a lounge. I'm really interested to see. I'm really interested to see how that comes out. And as well as them building that, they're also the pillars behind Gur. So when Side Effects is a bit closer to opening, I was talking to George about having a sit down with all three of them and and just really talking about them building Gur. You know, friends have friends being involved in entrepreneurship, them opening the shop and just and their own personal ventures all together. You know, uh, with Oski being a pro ball player and George cutting pro ball players. EJ as well being a pro ball player, I'm sure they've triumphed through plenty of things coming from this area and making it in the way they've made it. So I think that'll be a genuinely inspiring conversation, not just for me personally, for anyone in this area looking to make it and be successful in something. Although it seems like whenever you are, whenever you do make it and are successful in something, they try to tear you down. And you know, I only say that for the simple fact of while I was gone, apparently Ty Dolla Sign was arrested for felony possession of cocaine, felony possession of marijuana, as well as disrupting the arrest of a police officer. And what's crazy about that and utterly blasphemous for one, most importantly, in the video, they didn't find anything in his bag at all. And secondly, he's calm as absolute fuck and not even talking to the police or in any way, shape or form fashion anything disrupting the arrest or prolonging doing anything to not aid in his arrest at all he's being the utmost cooperative he can be now in the video which i find weird you don't really understand or you don't really see as to why you don't really see the reason as to why they were stopped or pulled over it doesn't there's no there's nothing that justify or in the video they don't explain or validate as to why he was stopped or pulled over now if it was if he was pulled over over some weed and they did all that just to find some weed in 2018 they're doing too much like honestly there hasn't been enough released as to why what was going on like surrounding the incident but like I said in the video, they found nothing. And if it's just over some weed, let's let's let this man out, bro. Like he's from California. Like if anything, we can just say he was unaware of the laws that are you know, I don't know whatever they want to say, but there's no reason he should be facing 15 years in prison for having a little bit of weed on him. If that's what he had, allegedly having a little bit of weed on him. I just I don't that doesn't make sense. What are we doing in this age? Like our tax dollars could be used for far better things as opposed to incriminating people who are doing good things in the community. It just doesn't make sense. You know, and while I'm on things that don't make sense, apparently Cardi B and Offset broke up. Now, them breaking up makes sense. Honestly, or I didn't necessarily expect them to have a long-term relationship. They both seem to live very fast lifestyles. He as well as cheated on her six times publicly before they got married. Who knows how many 
backdoor scandals, not to snitch on you, Pimp, but who knows how many things that he had to, or him and her had to hash out behind the scenes that weren't necessarily, that weren't necessarily brought to the light by TMZ or Shade Room or Baller Alert or one of these things, you know what I mean? I brought it up as something that didn't make sense because apparently Offset is cheating on her again. It came out that there was a thing, if you're unfamiliar with this situation, I know I've been gone for a while, so everyone may be aware now, but if you're unfamiliar, apparently um, Offset was about to, or was pushing for a threesome with Asian Doll and Cuban Doll. And apparently they were down, you know what I mean? Things were progressing and I don't know, Asian Doll, Cuban Doll have beef, so it somehow gets posted on Instagram. Boom, next day Cardi B posts, him and her have been having an issue for a while, now they're no longer together. And now, like I said, that leads me to the thing that doesn't make sense. His response to all of this was y'all won. Now, I've said it before, black men don't cheat, you know, and I will still hold Offset in the category of innocent until proven guilty, but in the sense, or in his case, and I will lead every young man to learn from this, no matter how much money you get, no matter how famous you get, no matter the level of notoriety you get, I need you to cheat like you the brokest nigga in the world. I need you to cheat like you cannot get caught. There is no reason Offset should be on FaceTime. I don't understand it. There's no reason he should be on FaceTime without having her show the whole room and making sure nobody's in that room to screenshot or take pictures or anything like that. Any, any of that weird shit that's going to get him caught up. He should not be saying he's going to fly a girl out or admitting to wanting sexual acts through text. Realistically, if you're that rich, there should be a phone that your assistant has access to or that someone in your camp has access to that your girl has no idea about. I, I just don't understand the, the lack of thought being put into some of these celebrities that cheat. Black men don't cheat. I'm not in that lifestyle. But if you are going to be someone who cheats and does things the wrong way, at least be smart about it. Don't be on Instagram claiming you miss her and things like that when you... Well, when you could have handled the situation better, when you could have cheated in a smarter fashion. I know Offset is the person that cheated, and it may sound a little misogynistic for me to do this, but I have to place a, a portion of the blame on Cardi, and I'm not talking about a lot, not even a big portion, but just a small portion of the blame has to go to Cardi. Only for the simple fact of, what did you expect? Because like I said, they had how many public cheating allegations? Let alone the amount of potential private ones he may have had, had, had they may have hashed out in the household, but just the amount of public allegations he's had. But she just assumed he would stop once she got pregnant. Like I just, I'm more so interested as to what she expected and as to why she's upset now. But she does not want to look stupid in public because if that's all she wanted, I can understand as to why she's over it now. Being constantly made look stupid over and over and over again, it would get to a point where it's like, nigga, all right, man, you're just a baby daddy. I love you, but we can't have that official title. Because if he's just going to be down here doing what he wants anyway, then there's no reason she should be required to keep that title on her. 
funny how I said there's no reason she should be required to maintain that title, but actually, before I get into this, let me take a hit out of Raphael. The strain of this week is some lava cake. We re-up from the we re-up the same strain from the plug. Um, I found out that lava cake's um, an indica dominant hybrid, and it's pretty solid. Um, as I was saying, give me a second. I really like smoking out of Raphael, and I really like the fact that this bong has two perks because it makes the hits so much smoother. And I know people who don't have perks won't really understand the fact of how much smoother it makes the hit. It was something you hear about, you know, like it's something that's casually said in the smoking community that perks makes the hit a lot smoother. And, you know, there were a couple times where I hit a bong with, with a perk or two, and it didn't really, there wasn't much of a difference. But going from a straight shooter, the straight shooter that I had previously, to the bong that I have now, you feel so much more of a fucking difference. It's not even comparable. Like, you feel so much of a difference. It makes me feel like everything a person t has told me about perks is actually factual. I feel like I'm smoking cleaner, my hits are smoother, it tastes better, just everything. I would, if you don't have a bong with perks, or if you're considering getting a new bong at some point, I highly suggest you get a bong with perks. You will not be let down. <laughs> As I was saying though, but a woman who is required to keep her title is El Chapo's wife. I believe it was today, actually, that she did an interview with Telemundo, and she said that she's never seen him commit any crime. She didn't even know that he was a, a criminal at all. Harriet! I mean, what really do they expect her to say? Because, on one hand, if he really is the criminal that they suspect he is, she's smarter than to actually indict him on charges. And two, on the other hand, it's her fucking husband, so... Even if he's not the criminal they say he is, they I, I would hope she wouldn't want to see her husband in jail, especially the person that was contributing to her living this finance or this lavish lifestyle, regardless of how he was getting it. It's, also, I think it's a bit funny that people are like genuinely commending her loyalty and shit like that, because like I said, she had no motherfucking choice. What the fuck do y'all think she was going to get up there and say, goddamn? She better have said he was a saint. Or he would have sent, he would have snapped a finger and she would have disappeared, nigga, on his Thano shit. If I could, I would snap my finger and just do my Thano shit on some of you fucking weirdos. This must be addressed for anyone who listens to my platform, just because I feel like these weirdos must be stopped. And if they can't be stopped, they at least must be addressed and pointed out that that shit is fucking weird. And if you're unfamiliar with what I'm addressing, I'm being very vague right now, so I'm sure you are. 
over the break, there was a situation concerning Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner. And apparently some fan decided to do a social experiment. He posed as Travis Scott and took a picture with a on the balcony with a model and made it seem as if he was kissing her neck or whispering sweet nothings to her in her ear. He posted that on the internet with a TMZ watermark in the background and made it seem as if TMZ had caught Travis Scott cheating on Kylie Jenner. He did this to point out the internet will believe anything and the internet's gullible and yada yada yada. Now, my personal thing is, I think he's so, or I have a genuine discrepancy with this, not just for the simple fact that he's, like Kylie Jenner said on Instagram, although I don't really fuck with the Kardashians, she made a very valid point, is he's fucking with a real relationship, and he's fucking with real people, and if you think about it, it's even more of a delicate situation for the simple fact of the lifestyle that Travis Scott actually lives with him actually being in strip clubs and surrounded by models and extremely beautiful women that he has to actually be around on a daily basis and he has to make music videos with and shit like that and he's actually rapping about engaging in activities with these women and you know doing shit like that so he has to create the persona as if he's that nigga around these women you know what I mean so him doing that Him doing the quote-unquote social experiment, I wouldn't have had as much of an issue with if he would have DM'd Travis Scott or DM'd Kylie Jenner and said, yo, boom, I'm doing this. I don't want it to affect yours. I don't want to affect your guys' relationship, anything like that, or something. Comment, Comment that shit on his Instagram picture. I mean, I feel like personally, something has to be done to where you let them know in some shape or fashion, hey, I'm doing this. Like, hey, I'm doing this before it gets out, before it happens. Like, yo, I'm about to do this so y'all know I don't want this to fuck up y'all's relationship. Because at the end of the day, what is he hoping to gain from it? If you think... Someone explain that to me. Because I don't know his name. I don't remember his name from that. No one's going to hire him to impersonate other celebrities to try to fuck up other relationships. He's not going to be put on a TV show or he's not going to go on Ellen to discuss the bullshit he did. So what was the end goal other than displaying the internet as gullible? Honestly, like when I first watched the video, it it kind of upset me as if I had a, t- a relationship with Travis and Kylie at all because that shit is just so uncalled for because I was just imagining me being at home and me being a regular normal dude and somebody posing out and sending that to Angelis just cause how the fuck would I was like I wouldn't I wouldn't even know how to combat that without actually just FaceTime her and letting her know that I'm not there or something like that you know what I mean there are quick fixes to that but once it's a whole public spectacle it's just like what the hell and it just it doesn't make any sense to me personally but I told y'all I'd listen to the Meek album and I must say it was solid I'm definitely giving it like a, a solid I'm going to give it a 7.73. I've only listened to it twice. I definitely want to give it another listen. I wanted to wait to listen to it, not listen to it right away, just see how everybody was feeling about it. And I must say, I had to jump on the hype. It was free. That's definitely my favorite song on the album, and I'd probably say it's the best song on the album. Just to 
and honestly this album overall is meek mill's best album if you haven't heard it i would highly recommend it just the message he's getting across the samples the features i feel like it's a very complete body of work i feel like it's his most complete body of work because he's, he's still giving you that conventional meek he's still screaming at us you feel me but it's not just yo i'm a young nigga out of philly who got money now He's telling you he's a young nigga out of Philly who, who has money now, who, and he's also giving you the trials and tribulations in which he made it out of Philly, the struggles he had to deal with to get out of Philly, the homies he's lost, the, the homies who betrayed him, all the triumphs he's faced, he's addressing and talking about. Going back to prison and then getting out and then going back to prison, he, he addresses everything, and I think it really makes it his most complete album by far. It's crazy because I think due to the time frame of this album, I think he won't be able to be qualified for a Grammy or Oscars or anything of that sort. But with the magnitude of the album, I wonder how that's going to work out because everyone, everyone was hyped and expecting this release and everyone was streaming and everyone was talking about it. So I wonder how long this album is going to last with the short attention span that everyone's having. But I definitely want to give it one more listen. For me personally, the first half is just, it's more, the first half is better than the second half. Or it's still a very quality album and it still flows all the way through very well. So I would definitely recommend you guys check that out. Or I almost forgot to point out, just give y'all some highlights on the fight. And by the fight, I'm talking about the Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder fight. And if you didn't get to watch it, I will say it was a, a very good match. And the draw was the draw was well earned because you can argue you can make a strong case that Tyson Fury won the fight or not you can't make a strong case that Tyson Fury won the fight but you could argue Tyson Fury controlled and dictated majority of the fight but you could also say that Deontay Wilder was the aggressor and he controlled the pace for most of the fight because in watching the fight you could clearly tell that Tyson Fury is a better boxer. He moved where he wanted to move. He punched. He threw punches when he wanted to throw punches. They landed when he threw punches. It's just he wasn't throwing enough punches. But on, De on Deontay Wilder's end, he was throwing wild-ass haymakers. And he was coming. And Tyson Fury was backing up and backing up. And he was backing up and slipping and backing up and slipping. But De Deontay Wilder kept coming and kept coming. But the thing about it... Tyson Fury was slipping and countering, or he was slipping and jabbing, continuously slipping and jabbing. But the thing about it, like I said, it, it wasn't enough. And even though he threw a combo, a one-two combo or a two-three combo, he would throw the two-three combo and then just go right back into his defensive mode, showing you that he's the better boxer, and then just going back into slipping and dodging Deontay, Deontay Wilder's punches, making him look dumb. But the punch, or the fight really took a turn in the ninth round when he got knocked down for the first time. Hey, Wilder was able to have any sort of technical aspect of his game, he would be able to knock out any fighter in the heavyweight division by far. He's, but the thing is, he swings like a fucking madman. Throughout the fight, he just swung like he wanted to take his head off with every single punch. And while I understand the fact that he wants, he has that knockout power where he can just end the fight with one punch, he should also be aware that he can end the fight with one punch 
and look for the opportunity to end the fight with one punch as opposed to trying to end the fight with every single one punch. He was almost being made to look foolish, but he finally landed one in the ninth round and Tyson Fury went down. Got back up, continued with the way the fight was going throughout the first couple rounds, but this time Deontay Wilder started to connect just a little bit more to where you could say he won the night from I belt that you could say he won from about the ninth all the way to the twelfth round, and he won then he won the twelfth round in fucking the most extreme con, extremely convincing fashion for the simple fact that I thought Tyson Fury was asleep. He knocked he threw one of those wild haymakers, caught him so clean. Caught him so clean, I thought he was unconscious before he hit the floor. His eyes were closed, his eyes rolled, his eyes rolled back and his eyelids shut before he even hit the ground. I Aaron didn't get to watch the fight. He was asking for play-by-plays. As soon as he landed the punch and leaned back like that, I texted him and said the fight was a wrap. I go back on to watch, and it, they're, they're almost done with the count, and Tyson Fury's getting up. I was fucking shocked. Deontay Wilder thinks the count was a little prolonged, but I, that's a little bit whatever. But as I was saying, they're, apparently they're, they're going to have a rematch for this fight. And the thing about that is, if they have a rematch, the way Deontay Wilder's going to win is gaining some technical aspects. Because if he can control the angles, just maybe some body shots, and just the direction of his punches a bit more, there is absolutely no way he'll lose to Tyson Fury or anybody else in the heavyweight division. And I'm calling that. Especially Anthony Joshua, who's already scared to fight him. And like someone said on Twitter already, he's now the third place heavyweight by far. And this actually in Indiana Bay. To highlight Deontay Wilder's point, this really may bring back the heavyweight division because in placing Anthony Joshua in third place, he should fight the loser of the Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder fight. And then he if and then if he wins and then if he beats that person, he should then fight the winner of that fight. And it's those fights alone will highlight the heavyweight division in a way it hasn't been highlighted since Mike Tyson being Mike Tyson being a heavyweight fighter. Those fights alone will highlight the heavyweight division in a way it hasn't been highlighted since the early Klitschko days when Lennox Lewis and Evander, not even Evander, when Lennox Lewis was still around. Because he was the last American heavyweight to really bring, and he wasn't even American. He was the last heavyweight other than the Klitschko's to really bring some livelihood to the heavyweight division. But shit, man. I'll be on the look. I'm going to be on the lookout for those fights. Or hopefully those fights are scheduled soon. And um, be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for side effects opening. And when that is a little bit closer, like I said, definitely be on the lookout for that interview. That's going to be something I'm pushing for. That's definitely going to be something I'm pushing for strongly. And I'm definitely going to hype that up, being as though it's going to be one of my first big conversations and interviews. So be on the lookout for that on my consistency and I will be better I'll be back next week y'all have a good night a good week
Peace out.